And so today joining me is perhaps Perth's hottest talent right now, who's making his way over into the UFC. Jack, thank you so much for being on the podcast. How are you feeling? Feeling good, Joseph. Thanks for having me. Yeah. No issues. I'm really, real good. I'm really glad that you came on because like recently I've been seeing you blow up a lot on socials. I mean, you have made an absolute mark in the eternal scene. Uh, uh, first of all, I just want to say I first heard about you when you knocked out Alden Bates in your last Oh, yeah. My last fight. Yeah. I just want to ask, man, what was that like, that knockout for you? Yeah, I was, I was stoked. Put a lot of hard work into it. And it was obviously, it's always good to get the win. And to get the win like that is, I guess, even better. You know, it's just like cherry on top. But yeah, it, do, it doesn't really add up like the amount of work put into it. And then you get, what, 70 seconds. But I would, that's what I, that's basically how I want my fights to go. <laughs> uh, I was, it was really, really impressive. What was the game plan like coming into the fight? Did you, uh, were you hoping to knock him out that, that quickly? Yeah, to be honest, that was absolutely the game plan. We knew that Alden, he's quite an aggressive person. Mm -hmm. As well as fighter, I think he's got an aggressive, like he's extremely aggressive, too aggressive. And we thought that, yeah, he was probably going to come out guns blazing. So we were just going to try and stay tight and get land the shot. To be honest, he actually came out more not as aggressive as, as we thought he would. Really? We thought he would, like, came out sort of more behind his jab, mm -hmm. trying to land the kick. It was just basically a matter of, just trying to get him to get aggressive. So I was just like throwing stuff out there to sort of bait him to charge in. And that's what he did. And I landed the, um, the two shots that yeah, were it needed. Was, it was impressive that it had the whole audience screaming. I mean, I hadn't, um, I honestly, I wish I was there in the crowd, but I've been following the channel and the social media page. And when they put that knockout on there, I was like, Jesus. But yeah. one thing I want to rewind the clocks on for a little bit, man, is uh, you've got a, a killer record right now. You're on a really, really good uh, winning streak. You know, uh, what's um? Where, I want to know where did this all start, man? How long have you been uh, training martial arts for? Training martial arts, probably, we started. I started boxing when I was probably about fourteen years old. Mm -hmm. Just nothing, not like any competitively or anything like that. It was really just. To stay fit for um, rugby. I played rugby when I was young, since I was very young. So it's just trying to stay fit. I was boxing. And then, yeah, eventually fell in love with it. But I have always, since I've been really young, I've always been intrigued with like, fighting for some reason. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Since I was probably 12 or 13, I remember always visualizing fights in my head. Mm -hmm. Just for some reason. No idea why. And, Basically, when I started boxing, it was just a perfect – I was stoked doing it. So, I ended up enjoying boxing more than rugby and then started doing mixed martial arts when I was probably about 15. Very nice. So, what point yeah. in your life did you uh, make the transition into MMA where you believe, okay, this is what I'm going to focus all my energy on and go full-time? Probably after at least the first week of training. So – uh, when I was 15, started joining at a gym, and yeah, I was pretty much obsessed with it ever since. Like ever since, I've just 
first week I was stoked. I was like, yeah, this is exactly what I need in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome, man. So from the time when you were 15, how long did it take for you to get that first ever um, amateur MMA belt? First, I think it was, it's hard. It was at the time Perth MMA scene wasn't very big and there was a lot of, like you could only have uh, fights in rings. I don't think they were too, they didn't like having under 18 year olds fighting. I think they don't now either. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of just a waiting game, a lot of training. And pro- by the time I was about, I think when I was 17, I did like an interclub sparring, which is pretty much like a fight. Didn't know the other person and like they obviously come in to win as well. So it was basically a fight, which was good. And then I think my first, I had uh, two amateur fights. I think I was 17 or 18, must have been 18. Mm-hmm. And then had my first professional fight when I was, I think I was 18 or 19. Wow. So I didn't really have a massive amateur, didn't have a huge amateur career, basically. That's okay. So what can you tell us about your first fight? What was that like for you? My first amateur fight? Yeah, it was, um, I loved it. It was obviously, you have a huge amount of adrenaline going, so it's sort of a blur, but I had so much fun. It was just a good, I've been training for so long, you know, so it was good just to have like an outlet where you could actually put your training into practice. And I was pretty much loved it since that day. Awesome, awesome. And now that you've come all this way and now going to be uh, appearing on Dana White's Contender Series, now, what can you tell us about your preparation leading up into the uh, Contender Series? But it's sort of just the same sort of thing we've always done. You know, it's about balancing hard work with also trying to be smart. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's a sort of, I think it's important to be, you'd rather be in a very good mental space and maybe not be as, as fit as you can be than be extremely fit and be in a bad mental space, if that makes sense. It does, yeah. So it's just about balancing, making sure you're feeling good, you're not beating yourself up too much to the point where you're sick of it, but have, be at that point where you're excited, you know, and you're very interested and feeling good, you know, not just being completely beat up the whole time, if that makes sense. That does, man. Uh, yeah. It's a big opportunity, and I understand yeah. uh, right now you want to be making sure you're 100% on point, ready to go yeah. on game day, and you talk about being in the, the correct mental space. Uh, yeah, like, sure. What are some things that you do to help yourself get in the zone? I think basically to get in the zone, I think some days you've got to – now when I'm not – I'm at this time, it takes about six weeks to like peak – for a fight, I believe, for me personally. Mm-hmm. So I've got still got three months, you know. So basically at the moment it's just about working on your technique, making sure your skills are good. And then when it gets close to the fight day, obviously you're going to be picking up the intensity. But to get in the right mental space, I think you need to be comfortable in that to take the rest days when you need them, you know, and just take be able to take the foot off the pedal, and just, yeah, a lot of visualising, you know. I think visualising is super important. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to those days off, like, what do you do to relax? Is you have any, like, uh, recovery techniques or any activities? Yeah, I, yeah, 
days I have off is such I still like to move around, you know, get loose, stretch out, nothing too strenuous. I even sort of get like to get a light sweat on. So it's just, I don't know, it's more like shadow boxing, stretching. I like to sauna, just staying moving. I don't like to have too many rest days where I just sit on the couch, you know. I like to at least keep the blood flowing. But I just do whatever I feel, you know. If I feel like training hard, I'll train hard. If I feel like taking it easy, I'll take it easy. Very nice. I wanted to yeah. talk about, like, what you do in preparation just leading up to the fights. Now, um, obviously, you know, pre- pre- preparation prevents, like, this performance, like they say. When you are leading a few days up to the fight, do you have to go through any form of uh, intense weight cutting or do you have, like, a little system you like to run through? Yeah, I pretty I do have to cut some weight. Like my weight class is seventy seven kilos. Mm-hmm. I probably cruise into uh, fight week weighing weighing about eighty three, eighty four. Wow! And then I cut the last I've probably cut two kilos in the week, and then the rest is just water weight on the day. It's a pretty um. It's not obviously it's not a fun process, but it's pretty simple, and I've pretty much got it down packed. Mm-hmm. And so do you like you do do any like sauna work or do you do I do I get in there like just basically a hot bath. Mm-hmm. Pretty hot, probably like forty five degrees, maybe fifty degrees. Mm-hmm. And just basically sit in it for about fifteen minutes. It's not overly hot where it like burns your skin, but it's quite warm that you've got a sweat going. Fifteen minutes get out, um relax a little, then hop back in and just sort of keep that sweat going and just monitor how much you're dropping. But for me, I normally have to only do about three 15-minute baths and I can lose about that that last four or so, uh, probably three kilos on three kilos. Sounds It sounds terrible, but it's not too bad. It's actually quite relaxing. Uh, in my history, I've spoken to people that have uh, spoken to fighters that do use the hot baths definitely as a technique to help light water cut. They yeah. feel like it's a little bit less stress on the body rather than uh, just adjust this, uh, rather than just like you know sitting in a sauna all the time where it's very intense. You need to have breaks in between. They usually tell me that when you're actually in the bath, you get a little bit more time to focus and relax. It's not. The thing is, you're not you're not sucking in hot air. Yeah. Like in a sauna, you're sucking in hot air and that can get a bit, like your face is hot, but at least in the bath, you know, you're sucking in cold air, your head's out of the water, so it's like your head overheating. So it's actually quite relaxing. It's not too bad. Awesome. Now, let's talk about what happens on fight day. Obviously, now leading yep. up to can be quite, um, when the nerves can definitely kick in for all the fighters and all that. Is there, do you have like a little ritual or like a little system you go through on fight day? No, I'm not really like too over like superstitious, you know, so I don't like to do anything. I don't have anything set that I do. I don't, some mornings I wake up on fight day and I feel like I want to get like a little workout in. I like to do some sprints. And then other days, I'll other fight days, I'll just sort of wake up and I, I'm not in the mood. So I just, I, again, like I don't have anything set that I do. It's just sort of go on gut feel, you know. Awesome. But I like I have, I, I'm sort of ready to eat. I have like a nice brekkie, mm-hmm. but nothing, nothing to nothing I can think of that I definitely do. Awesome, awesome. Sorry, we just lost visual on you there. Can you still hear me? 
Yeah, I can see where you are. Awesome. Lovely. Apologies about that. I'll get there. No, no, it's all Fair. So, yeah, yeah. But nothing, nothing that I do that's uh, that I have to do. Awesome. So, yeah. now you got this big fight coming up. You've got plenty of time yeah. to prepare and all that. I wanted to ask you if you can share with us, like, what were the events that like, or the things that set in motion leading up to the announcement that you're going to be appearing on the Dana White Contender Series? Yeah, so basically it was a lot of, um, after my last fight, we were sort of trying to figure out what we wanted to do. But I was, I was basically, I wanted to fight again pretty quick, but it didn't end up happening, you know. I, I did have a fight for March, which would have been in, was meant to be in Perth, but my opponent was in a state where I think like there was some sort of COVID outbreak and mm-hmm. they obviously were locked down. So they weren't allowed to leave freely, mm-hmm. but so then we were just sort of on our hand, like sitting on our hands for a bit, not knowing what to do. And then we had, I have a management company that do all that sort of thing. And he had been reaching out, just trying to see if there was a way we could, get a fight going and they were saying that's a bit hard at the moment flying fighters out all the way from Australia because all their shows are obviously in the US mm-hmm. but then in, in basically the possibility came up that he, my manager found out that they were having a Dana White contender series in the US and yeah he, I think he was just being a bit of a pest you know and it worked out so we got the call I, I actually knew about it a couple of months ago probably two months ago maybe three, but yeah. And then just literally been waiting ever since to just waiting for the date, you know, Yeah. because I've never really, I've never locked in a fight this far out before. Most of the time you've like locked in a fight, maybe 10 weeks max, okay. but I've known about this about five months. So it's definitely different, but I guess you have to make do, you know, uh, let me ask you, how do you feel about that then instead of like having all this extra time rather than just, you know, being 10 weeks out? Yeah, it's, it's definitely different, you know, like, because it's obviously it's so it's so far away that you can't start heavy, like doing too much hectic training now. Like hard, basically hard, hard training because you're just going to, I feel like you'll just blow yourself out in five months, like. So basically, it's just a lot of technical stuff, just working on techniques and literally just sitting on the hands waiting to go. I am super excited to start picking up training and training hard, but it's sort of just pace it a little bit. I'm, all, I'm also lucky enough that I've got like a real good team, you know, and they've got we've got guys for scrappy MMA. Mm-hmm. We've got guys fighting pretty consistently over the next couple of months up until my fight. So it's just... A lot of doing preparation with them and then just waiting for my turn. Awesome. I, I can definitely vouch for you guys in Scrappy M- MMA. I, uh, I'm i not really, I'm obviously not an MMA fighter myself, but I do compete a little bit in BJJ. And oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I've had a, uh, I've had a competition where we were competing at the AMA. I'm definitely sure yeah. you know what that is. And they had a few yeah, guys yeah. outside of um, Scrappy MMA competing in as well. I can't remember their names. But one thing I absolutely love is in Perth now, we've got all this, like, support. I think uh, MMA in Perth is really starting to explode. Now, the reason why I say that is because Eternal is really kicked off. Like, just recently we had Cody Haddon uh, yeah, fight against 
or what was, what was that fight yeah, first name? I think it was Ecker, uh, something like that. Then, yeah. And then that they're selling out like HBF Stadium and all that, you know, they're getting yeah. all these tickets. But then if you rewind that back a little bit, the boxing scene in Perth isn't really as big right now as it, you know, as it used to be and all. Like yeah. they're only selling out like, you know, metros or something like that. They're using these small clubs compared to MMA, which is now taking over the stadiums. Uh, yeah. So it is definitely a like, really strong, uh, sorry, definitely a powerful thing to be coming out of, uh, definitely out of Perth. Now, uh, I just wanted to ask you, when you were competing in Eternal, what was the uh, biggest challenge for you? Yeah. Challenge. Well, I've been I've been super lucky, you know. I haven't actually had too many extreme challenges. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, I've been pretty easy going. I've had I haven't had too many fighters like, fights pull out on me. I haven't had to pull out of any fights, so I haven't had a whole lot of challenges. You know, obviously, a challenge in this sort of sport is. Just the amount, of, like you have to be kind of selfish. Mm-hmm. It's quite a selfish sport. You have to put yourself first sometimes. So sometimes, like relationships, are like you sort of have to put yourself in front of relationships, which can be hard. But that's probably the only challenge, you know, is the amount of time you have to put into this, and you have to be. Well, for me anyway, I, I my mind is always on this sport, you know. So. I was thinking some relationships not flourish like they could if I wasn't such a selfish person, but <laughs> it's quite a selfish sport, unfortunately. Well, that's correct. But how I see you've got to be if you want yeah. to be at the top. Like, I, when I talk to guys who are fighters or boxers or professional, you know, athletes, it's not like, you know, oh, I have like 20 minutes a day where I do this or I have a job where I do this a couple of days. It's like, no, this is this is my life. This is what I'm doing. This is, And it's all you want to do in a way. And for me, what I found out that's so powerful about them is that they're putting all this effort rather than spreading themselves thin across multiple hobbies. And then that's when yeah. it becomes, you know, sometimes less is more. Like, you know, you're not worried about oh, what this person's doing or what that person's doing you're just focusing on what you're doing each day that makes you a little bit better and where you're trying to get to so i completely yeah exactly. yeah what do you mean yeah. but yeah. one thing that really like uh fascinates me about um when it comes to the mma in general is you know well, what's the best thing i i, I don't want to take down or uh, go against any other, you know, martial arts. But let's say boxing, for example, you know, it's not kicking, it's not wrestling, it's not grappling. It's mainly head movement, footwork, timing, rhythm, and your hands. But with MMA, it's like that much. So you're taking a whole sport and reducing it down to this much. So for a fighter such as yourself, like, how do you break down your week in terms of styles? Do you have like a day where you focus on striking or a day you focus on grappling? How does it work for you? Uh, a lot. Some There's of course like days where you have to go in and do your jiu-jitsu rounds mm-hmm. and then you strike. But majority of what I guess we do at our gym is ba- it's pretty much 100% MMA uh, based. 
So we do a bit, I do a bit of striking and MMA pretty much all every session, mm-hmm. bar the occasional just maybe two sessions a week where it's just jujitsu. Yep. The rest of it is basically just MMA training. So it's all sorts of stuff. You have to make sure you, of course, you have to make sure all the martial arts are good. But I think just being able to mix it up and mix it up in your training is probably the most important thing. Because mm-hmm. of course, if you start doing too many boxing rounds with boxers, like you said, it's the range is different. Yeah, everything's different. And then you add in kickboxing, and then again, like your everything's different. You cut. There's no takedown, so you might get a bit overexcited with your kicks. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, so you've just got to make sure. Well, for me anyway, if I'm doing MMA, I need to most of my sparring or my technique work has to be based on MMA. Nice. Okay. So, uh, what about strength and conditioning? Like, what do you do? You do anything for strength and conditioning, or do you just focus completely on MMA work? A very like I do probably once probably once a week I'll do some sort of strength and conditioning work. Mm-hmm. Whether it be like kettlebells, some weights, just to say sort of strong, but I don't emphasize too much on it. Like I don't have a set day where I say this is my strength and conditioning day. Mainly it's just how I feel. But I have actually recently had a friend who's into that world, strength and conditioning, Finn Johnson, mm-hmm. who has been giving me some things to do. Where it's, just, it's basically all it's not it's not too over intense it's a lot of like explosive like barbell work that sort of thing mm-hmm. so i've been doing that the last couple of weeks which is helping but i've never this is the first time in my career that i've ever really had like a strength and conditioning program as such mm-hmm. and do you feel like it's working for you yeah it has, i feel at the moment i feel real strong obviously i haven't had yeah like in my like all my sparring i feel stronger than i've felt before so i guess yeah it is working you know it's good to hear but when it comes fight day how how i feel awesome well i mean if if it's better it's benefiting you in the way that's the way you want um Mm. let's talk about like your uh, nutrition do you follow like a certain plan do you have anyone working for you no i i don't i've got a my fiance is an extremely good cook okay Loves cooking, so that helps a lot. Mm-hmm. She likes she cook anything, so but no, I don't follow anything too. I've still I do my own research and stuff, but I don't follow it. I eat pretty healthy, but I don't follow anything. I sort of again, I do it by feel, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't, nothing too. I don't follow it. If I if I have to start following like an exact food routine, then I'll I'll get bored real quick, and it'll probably freak me out. So I just try and. Just wink a little bit. Ah, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, it, it's got you this far, so. Yeah, maybe I'll need to get it on like a nutritionist on board one day. Who knows? Who knows? It might make life easier. Uh, and so, what, if you're on um, that for nutrition, do you take any kind of like supplements or anything to help you while you're training? Bye. I have recently started, there's a company called NIQ who have given me some products and they're actually extremely good. Like it's the first real supplements that I've taken. They're nothing too over the top. They're basically just like a, um, like an electrolyte drink, low sugar. And since 
taking that it helps a lot you know because I'm quite a sweaty person and I sweat a lot in each training session so like making sure you get like electrolytes back in is super important and it's probably the one supplement that I've the day I first took it up like well this actually is really good sleeping better like I feel like I just feel overall better and it's basically I used to take Gatorade powder but now this NIQ, check them out. They're a real good. It's an awesome product. Awesome, man. Well done. But I don't know the other crazy supplements. Occasionally take uh, some protein powder if I just need like a quick meal, but nothing too old. And yeah. Now, obviously, oh, next up, I wanted to finish off this interview by getting a professional opinion. Now, I know this yeah. we've got one hell of a fight card, one hell of a uh, card <laughs> lining with. Marvin Vittori getting finally getting his rematch with Israel Adesanya. I wanted to ask yeah. you, who's your pick? Who do you think is going to win and when? I I would have to think Israel Adesanya will win that fight. I think he's just at middleweight. I think he's on another level when it comes to yeah. I think he's on a whole other level than these people. I think he's way better than he was when he fought Marvin Vittori the first time. Mm-hmm. Of course, Vittori is probably better than he was the first time, but I think I think they've probably both gotten better the same amount. And I reckon Israel Adesanya is just that little bit better. Yeah. So I reckon he, I reckon he'll also get the, I reckon maybe second round finish, uh, Israel Adesanya. Yeah, I I would definitely agree with you on that one. Do you I agree? Mean, the way that I mean Israel Adesanya, he's my, one of my favorite fighters to watch. Just the way he dismantles like the big guy. Yeah. You know, especially in middleweight, because if you compare him to, you know, other middleweights, he's not, he's a tall guy, but he's not a huge guy if you're comparing against a UL Romero or a yeah. Costa. And he dismantled Polo Costa. And I feel yeah. like we're kind of getting a real a repeat because when is Izzy is fired up, he's, he's at his best. And yeah, yeah. My prediction is we're going to see like a highlight reel of Adesanya, probably uh, TKO over Marvin Vittori. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Thank you. Now, next up, man, is your weight class, the welterweight class. Now, for Sunday, we've got uh, Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards, which, you know, is going to be your welterweight fight. So who do you think is going to win for that one and why? I, don't I, I, Leon Edwards is pretty, very, like, he's a very high level welterweight. I don't necessarily think Nate Diaz is a high weight, but I also I think uh, Nate Diaz is a real hard guy to stop and finish. With it being a five round fight, I reckon um, Leon Edwards will win via cut. I reckon they'll stop it because I think he will cut Nate. Uh, pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, Nate Diaz is real prone to bleeding all the time. Like he's got real bad scar tissue across his eyebrows. If you've ever noticed that, yeah. And well, we it was when when he got stopped in the Marzadol fight. It was a cut that was completely reoccurring, and it, you know he'd been cut in the same spot in the both of the McGregor fights in his previous fight. Yeah. So, but the thing is. Diaz is, is like, he's a legit gangster. And if that yeah, yeah. 
he keeps going. I yeah, know, 100%. I know that the, um, the doctor stopped it against Marcelo, but Nate Diaz, in my opinion, would have 100% just kept going right up to the final bell. I, yeah, so yeah, that agree 100%. I think if he gets cut again, if Nate wants to, he should be allowed to keep going because when you see fighters like that, they're the ones you have the most respect for because he's not trying to sugarcoat it. He's not trying to be dramatic. He is like 100% there. It's 100% rule. And that's what yeah. you want to see, you know. Anyway, man, I wanted to ask you just one last question before I let Wait. you go. Um, no, you win. Sorry? Who do you reckon will win out of Diaz? And Ed- oh, like, man, I love Diaz. Um, I want him to win, but I think Leon's going to get this one by decision. I just think he's yeah. very technical. He's not the yeah. kind of guy who, who was going to go in there and expect a knockout, especially when you've got one of the baddest motherfuckers in the UFC. Um, and Diaz does not go down lightly. So yeah, I feel like he's just gonna get him on points. I feel like that jab is too quick. He's gonna get him, you know, his calf kicks are insane. So however, yeah. the wild card is Diaz's grappling is so fucking high. If Leon is so if Diaz takes him to the ground, I reckon we could see uh I reckon that is where Diaz is most uh most deadly. So I reckon he could get him by submission. He could. Yeah. I like it. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, man, I wanted to ask you one last question just before I let you yeah. go. You're heading in now to the U, uh, to Daniel Weiss series, ten series. And you, you know, you're gonna be competing at welterweight. Is there anyone? Let's say when you make it into the UFC, when you make it in, is there anyone who you would like to fight specifically in the UFC, or that would be a great matchup for you? Oh, uh, nice question. <laughs> you know, I'd like to um. Maybe Mike Perry. I'll fight Mike Perry. That's a, that's fun, isn't it? Yeah, I'll fight him. That'd be cool. Awesome. In Perth. <laughs> Down the track. I'll tell you what, man. If you bring UFC Perth and you're fighting again, HBF or Optus, man, I will personally buy front row ticket seats to that, man. I'll drink it. I'm going to hop to that. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time, Jack. All the best. Hope you all the best. Yeah, now, um, just let me know real, 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 one thing real quick. If you got any sponsors or if you got anyone you want to get a shout out to, let me know in the links and I'll put it in the video for you. Okay, buddy? Joseph, you're the man. Cheers, brother. Take care, bud. All the best. Catch you later. Bye-bye. Peace.